Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money from podcasts? The answer to every single one of these questions is pretty simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. The reason why I love Anchor is just because it's easy. It's simple. It's on my phone. I don't use any exterior hardware. I don't got to do anything really, but just pick up my phone, open the Anchor app, press record, invite my guests, and boom, you have the melancholy condition. So if you want to start your podcast, do so today. Go to anchor.fm. Welcome back to another episode of Melancholy Condition. Today is a little bit of a special episode just because I have a special guest that's going to be joining us. We'll go ahead and announce that after the intro track. Thanks again for joining. Hope you enjoy. I, I guess my question is, do you, do you think it's too late for me? What? I mean, am, am, am I just doomed to be the person that I am, the, the person in that book? Is it, is it not too late for me? Is it, is, it's not too late Diane, I need you to tell me that it's not too late. Phone check. I, 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 I need you to tell me that I'm a good person. I know that I can be selfish and narcissistic and self-destructive, but underneath all that deep down, I'm a good person, and I need you to tell me that I'm good. Diane, tell me, please, Diane, tell me that I'm good. Welcome back to another episode of the Melancholy Condition, and here we have a special guest with us today. It's going to be our first official uh, co-host that I've ever done, and his name is Justin Oliver. Justin, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, my name is Justin, for the third time now. <laughs> yeah, I'm super happy to be here. Hope I can uh, bring some value to you guys and uh, give you some little more information about how being healthy can help with your mindset. Awesome, awesome. So... Go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit, um, I guess, just about yourself. What do you do? Cool, man. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about me, uh, my story. I was my, my father. He's been in the health and fitness industry for about like 30 years. So like I've been around this kind of kind of thing my whole life. And uh, and, you know, like a few years ago, probably when I was like 13, something like that, I, uh, I started getting more involved in his business and helping him with his clients, you know, kind of being like a glorified secretary, I guess you could say. Aww. And, uh, and after witnessing a couple of situations where just seeing how like his services and like what he did, like changed people's lives and just kind of like seeing how rewarding that was. And there was a couple of experiences where like people were like on death row, they were sent home terminally ill from the hospitals and stuff. And because of the things that my dad has, has learned and been taught about health, it was able to, ch- to change that for those people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're still alive today and just like seeing how that touched them and like touched their family and like how that made me feel being a part of that, that just like changed me forever, man. And like once I saw that, I just decided, you know what, 
like my, my two things for a career has always been, you know, as long as it helps people and it and allows me to support my family, like I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And ever since I saw that, that just set me on a path. And, you know, I've, I've always been really interested in, in fitness and health and, and, you know, like the mind and how the body works and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, man, it's just uh, it's been really cool for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's cool, man. So what kind of like I mean, is there a certain like niche area? of like the fitness realm because i know like there's right. a bunch of different realms and i noticed i actually looked through mm-hmm. your instagram and i saw like a little bit leaning toward more towards like it looked like a like a gymnasium like gymnastics gym is that kind of where you're headed or like what kind of fitness do you guys really partake in yeah um well like for me like my my demographic and my niche like i'm, I'm still starting out like so i'm figuring things out as i go that kind of thing but yeah. um what, what I want to be in is I want to be in more like, like the younger crowd, you know, like, like, uh, like 15 to, to 26, that, that kind of crowd, like yeah. younger guys, younger girls that like, because, cause like growing up, I was super, super skinny, like, like really, really, really underweight. Uh-huh. I was about like 18. So, um, so just me like going through that and knowing what it's like, like being bullied and all for being super skinny and, you know, not being able to like feel confident waking up every day. Cause you think you look like shit right yeah so I've always kind of wanted to be able to help other young guys and young girls in like in that kind of situation whether you're overweight or super underweight just like a younger demographic and also because like I'm young so I feel like I'd be able to relate more to someone who's like closer to my age than you know someone who's like 40 50 something like that of course Mm -hmm. um but yeah like in the fitness thing basically just kind of like like all around, like the, the whole gymnastic stuff, that's just for me personally, because that's something that I'm into. Like I've, uh-huh. my goal is always to be able to, to land a backflip. Yeah. Uh, and so I started going to a parkour gym in, in the city here that I live and, uh, and I've been practicing that. And I finally got it down a little while ago. And that was like, I was so happy about that, man. It was, it was super cool. That's so, uh, crazy, so I just, yeah, like I'm not like, um, I'm not an expert in gymnastics or anything like that, but I definitely enjoy that type of training for sure. I definitely think there's a lot of benefits. To, to really being super diversified like I don't really kind of believe in in one specific type of training for your whole life I think if you want to be like a well-rounded athlete or or fitness person in general you, you can't just stick to one thing like there's there's lots of good in all different types of trainings like calisthenics or powerlifting or bodybuilding or crossfit like it, it, there isn't really one thing because there's always going to be like a weak area if you just train in one specific type of training and you you know you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? So you yeah. gotta super diversified if you want to be really well rounded. One hundred percent. That's cool. It's funny that you mentioned parkour. That was something that I actually used to do a lot. Like oh, it's sick, man. In eight, when I was like uh, my eighth grade, all the way up into like my sophomore year in high school, I think that's all I did. Oh, wow. that's I used to really. Cool, in, I used to get in trouble for climbing the school. <laughs> like the security dude, guys hated dude. me. Me too. I, I remember I saw like my first parkour video on YouTube when I was like 12 years old. And so uh, I climbed up on one of those little portables in my elementary school. Uh-huh. And I tried, to, uh, I tried to do like flips off it and stuff. And my principal caught me. And like, dude, I was suspended for two weeks because I almost like died. But it was so sick, man. That's really cool. You say that. That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No, I used to be 100% into that. Um, And then like you said, whenever people see you doing something that I don't know if it's like just the fact that they can't do it or the fact that you're just acting out and you're getting more attention than people um, mm-hmm. because you're doing something different. I got a lot of backlash from, I actually used to make a little bit right. of videos. I used to have, you know, all my friends, oh, we'd go out dude, and do that's it. Sick. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I was young, you know what I mean? It was just something that I was yeah. into because I didn't right. really have, like, I, I guess, I, I, I don't know, I guess I had a lot more anxiety when I was younger than I did now. So, like, a lot of people's opinions played a heavy effect on me. And I guarantee it, man, if I just stayed practicing, mean, I could do all the flips. I could do a standing back flip. I could do aerial flips. I could oh, do, dude, you, know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I had a trampoline at my house, so I would, like, run and jump off. I'd scoot the trampoline, like, as far as my backyard would let me, and I would just run across <laughs> my house and just fucking launch myself off. It, went in, dude, it, it was just awesome. one of those things, you know what I mean? It was fun yeah, for a for while, sure. and I had friends that, you know, was with it, too. So, I mean, it was cool. Right. But, um, yeah, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think I agree with the whole fitness thing. You know, being um, agile is definitely mm-hmm. something that every athlete needs, you know? it's Oh, 100%. And, I mean, like – like, obviously, there's, like, certain, like, if you're, like, an extreme athlete in, like, Olympic lifting, then, like, yeah, probably don't train, like, calisthenics for six months because that's going to mess you up. Mm-hmm. But, like, like just for the average person, I mean, like, like if you just train CrossFit your whole life, like, that's that's super cool. But then, you know, try to go into something that's, like, not CrossFit related and you're going to suck at it because your body hasn't been able to adapt to any other kind of training besides CrossFit. 100%. I agree completely. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, so like if you, if all you do is like back squats for 15 years and you try to go to a front squat, like sure, you can probably back squat 500 pounds, but good luck trying to get 225 off the ground in a front squat because Dude. like your body mechanics just have <laughs> never been developed that way. It's funny that you mentioned that because I'm doing um, a hybrid performance body, a powerlifting program right now. I believe oh, it's that. like a, uh shit i think it's like a 15 week powerlifting program Mm -hmm. and the first four weeks it was all basically it's like your main powerlifting movements with a little bit of bodybuilding um stuff incorporated into that just so you're still looking a little bit more cut but you're getting the strength of powerlifting now right right. up into i think two weeks ago um is when they first started incorporating front squats and I've never oh, done a fucking front squat in my life. Oh, yeah, so, man. Just holding that bar, just bending my wrist, I was mm-hmm. pissed the whole time because, like, that wrist <laughs> yeah. bend, I didn't even have weight on the bar, dude. I, just that wrist yeah, bend. Yeah, I know, man. Dude, like, when I first got into it, I, I couldn't even do a front squat. I had to, like, like develop my wrist flexibility for, like, six weeks before I could even get into the proper position to do a front squat. Yeah, it sucks. And I, I have probably about six more weeks of that shit, so I'm going to have to develop that soon. Well, anyways mm-hmm. – um. To change the su- subject, uh, get back on track with, you know, what we were here to talk about. Um, yeah, for sure. What you wanted to talk about was mindset. And mm-hmm. I've kind of dived into that subject briefly in the past. Um, so what is your premise? Like, what, what's your main, like, supporting idea? What about the mind um, right. are you the most interested in, I guess? And what, like, attributes can you add to it? <clears throat> Um, well, basically, like, if I had to sum it up, I guess I would be like, well, like, my whole thing is, you know, because I'm in the health and fitness thing. So my, my whole mindset, and like my attitude on the mind is coming from that perspective, and like how, how it can benefit you in, in that area. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, like, there, there's just something to be said about, like, just being grateful, like, aside from the whole, like, like, mind over matter, being able to squat, because, you know, you, you just tell your body to do it, like, like, just like being grateful and what that does to just every other aspect of your life, like, is freaking insane, man. 
like like just like how much better you feel how much you're well, happy talking about gratitude like being gratitude yeah. oh, over yeah, like the little that alone. yeah like like it's like it's crazy because like when you when you, when you're grateful like that and you just like appreciate stuff it just changes your perspective and it just like takes away so much stress and like as we know stress is a huge huge problem in today's society and especially like how how like being stressed out can affect your your body just physically like producing cortisol and adrenaline and you know messing up your nervous system and all that kind of stuff so like it's like just like my main thing is just gratitude like hands down because you know it just like it starts to rub off in every other thought process and mm-hmm. every other aspect of your life because it like just a makes you effect right yeah, exactly exactly and like when you feel good you start to like you you think differently you make better choices you know like it's just like for me gratitude is the pillar for for like for everything 100 i agree with that that's cool that's crazy that you say that now you said that like stress can affect your um adrenal glands is that really like 100 percent? oh dude yeah like like there I, I don't know the exact doctor's names and the scientists at the, at the moment i have to look that up but um I know that there was there was very there was very prominent um, Russian R- Russian scientists. They were actually part of the their whole Chernobyl thing. Uh-huh. And then after Chernobyl, they uh, they they started studying in the body because they were just trying to come up with a field of research that wasn't going to be so destructive. And and they did research and found that like your actual thoughts, like like not just like the brain waves and in your neuro your neural net and your your um, neurotransmitters like firing all that kind of stuff but like your thoughts alone aside from all that affects your dna on a genetic level and that was huge because like like they they had they um they tested a group of mice right yeah and they had them in a stressful situation for um about like six months on and off they were testing these mice they had one group they put them in a stressful situation they had another group where they put them in like a super peaceful situation where they had like all the food they needed and all that kind of stuff. And the mice that were stressed out started developing things like arthritis and fibromyalgia and cancer and like all these that people in, in our day-to-day lives have like on a daily basis now. And the mice that were in a happy, not stress-free situation, they were getting all the same food, all the same water, like everything like that was the exact same, but just like because of the ease that their body was in, uh-huh. They weren't getting any of those symptoms. Really? Yeah, man. It's crazy were how they put like on how the same diet? and all that like how, what fatigue that puts on your body. Were they put on the same diet? Yeah, yeah, same food, same amount of water, same amount of sleep. Like they were literally in the exact same situation. It's just the scientists that were putting the stress on the mice, they took food away, they didn't give them enough water sometimes, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Or like like they'll put different things in their environment that would cause the mice to freak out, that kind of stuff. So I don't know the details like off uh-huh. the top of my head, but, but yeah, man, the results were, the results were crazy. That's crazy. So I'm looking up right now, um, adrenal fatigue, right. And mm-hmm. just because whenever you said that your adrenal glands being affected by stress, that's, that's a pretty mm-hmm. crazy fact. You know what I'm saying? So I looked it up yeah. and it says, um, right here, the, According to the American State of Institution of American Institution of Stress (AIS), stress is one of the top causes of poor health in people living in the United States. And I scroll down yep. right here, and it says, uh, "When a person experiences constant physical or emotional stress, the adrenal adrenals are constantly responding to this and working harder than normal. This is normal. Yep. This is commonly called adrenal fatigue, which is marked by overworked adrenal glands and symptoms of chronic fatigue." 
So it says mm-hmm. the symptoms of this, you'll have exhaustion, trouble getting out of bed, feeling overwhelmed, prolonged recovery from illness, sugar cravings, and feeling more alert in the evenings. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, man. Like it, it, Being stressed out is the number one cause of damage to your body like from a cellular level uh-huh. all the way up to like like feeling aches and pains in your in your muscles that's crazy so do you think like in your field how do you get people to overcome like for instance like their recovery so do you ask them usually like say you have a client right mm-hmm. and this person wants to i mean you can even speak from you like helping with your dad's experience or whatever right. say you have a client that's like hey you know i want to get um I want to get into bodybuilding or powerlifting and I want to gain this many pounds of muscle, um, blah, blah, blah. And I want to put this many pounds on my squat bench and deadlift or whatever. But do you ever like, whenever you have that scenario, do you ever ask them, um, do you like, what's your environment at home? Like, do you ask them how their like their recovery life is? Oh, a hundred percent. Definitely. Like, like, well, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but like, just to give you a little bit of the structure, like if I have, when I have a client, I won't even train them like in the gym, you know, like, like we can go for like a walk or like a light jog, something like that. But like, uh-huh. I won't give them like anything resembling an intense workout for at least like, like two to two to four weeks. Why is that? Well, because first of all, a lot of people think that, you know, like all the work that you put in to get your body better, it's done in the gym. Uh-huh. It's, it's not the workout is it's just a stimulus. Like all that that is, is it's just, you do a shit ton of curls Uh and you know, you put your bicep to a failure and that sends a signal to your brain saying, Hey, we were trying to do something. We couldn't do it. We got to improve and adapt and get better. And so we can overcome and do do that thing we were trying to do. Yeah. Right. But like all the actual growing and, and like the recovery and all that kind of stuff that happens outside of the gym. So like, and that's all through, through like hydration Uh and, and your, and your nutrition and like, like working out, that's awesome, but you can get just as good results, if not close to it, as someone who's doing full-time in the gym and having a shitty diet and, and shitty hydration uh-huh. without even touching a weight or working out once, just changing your diet and, you know, having proper hydration. You can get way better results and than someone who... Like, you're talking about like recovery as far as like results, right? Like, so like the actual like size that you want or like losing weight, like just any, everything and any, anything to do with like getting your body better, you can get way better results without even touching a weight or doing anything fitness related, just getting your internals properly. Interesting. Hmm. So like, so for example, the reason why I don't train them is because working out is a stimulus. Uh-huh. And so if the body's toxic and has all these chemicals and pathogens and you know, like all these microbes that you don't want in your body, working out and getting your body to go into action to start changing something, that's going to stimulate all these free radicals and these toxins and chemicals to stir up inside your body. And if they don't have anywhere to go through like elimination, then you're just going to start feeling like shit because what your, your body is super, super, super good at keeping you alive and not making you feel like like crap all the time even though you should because of how toxic your body actually is uh-huh. so what it does is it'll take all these free radicals and these toxins and chemicals and it'll put them in like a little tiny pocket somewhere in your body that it's going to cause a little amount of damage as possible and just keep it there until it can find a way to release it and if it can't it's just going to stay there forever and so working out and getting your body into action mode 
that's going to start stirring all these things up. And it's me like, okay, awesome. We're finally doing something. So hopefully there's a way to get all this shit out of us. So it releases it and stirs it up and it goes into the bloodstream and all your organs and your liver and your kidneys and all that kind of stuff. But then it has nowhere to go because you haven't cleaned out your, your, your elimination system. And so you just start feeling like crap and you can do a lot more damage to someone putting them through a super intense workout when they're not healthy, then you'll do good. Interesting. That's really crazy. So you're saying you do a good four to six weeks, like basically detox and reset before you even yeah, put exactly. them through like a, a your mind right now, like, like for example, there was this one lady that I was working with um, who had arthritis and fibromyalgia and, uh, and, and she had a really, really bad divorce. Uh-huh. And you know, that did, that did a lot of trauma to her. And you know, like, like we've also found that like emotional and, and not just like physical trauma, like, like eating something bad or like, like getting a bruise and breaking a bunch of blood vessels, that kind of thing. Like emotional trauma can, can do damage to your body physically too, because like there, there's so many different ways that it does that. It, it'll take a long time to explain, but um, so because, because she had all this, all this trauma and, you know, not eating right and all that kind of stuff, like a huge factor. And she, she even admits to this now because she understands how it works a huge factor in getting rid of those arthritis and fibromyalgia symptoms was just getting her to forgive her ex really? being a dick. Oh yeah, dude. Forgiveness is so big and so important. And it's not just some like fluffy wamby bamby thing that motivational speakers say to get you to feel good. So you'll buy their book. Like, like there's actually like cellular damage that happens from having unforgiveness and bitterness. Like the, like those brain waves and those emotions, like chemically it messes you up. Really? That's like, crazy. Big time. I mean, yeah, so so sense. just it makes sense because I know like, a lot like, of the times whenever like people that get depressed for long periods of time, like even um, I was talking to my little brother a while back about like a breakup he went through a long time ago, and he told me that after he went through that relationship, um, the next couple weeks, like he would wake up just throwing up, like the depression would literally like there was no reason it's not because he ate something bad it's not because he was you know doing anything he was he was so like anxious that he'd wake up and just that was the first thing he fucking did was throw up and he said he slept yeah. a lot and that's really crazy man like that, yeah, that man, much... well, thing like heartbreak heartbreak can kill uh -huh. and like that's not just a thing it's true like there's been people that have actually died from being like hurt so 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 bad like yeah, there was no I, I think I read something on that a while back about like yeah. how heartbreak can actually like the reason why they call it heartbreak is because of the strands that are inside your heart. Like emotional stress can actually cause them to be um, become uh, like nimble and like they, they, they snap. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely, dude. And like 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 a lot of people call this like pseudoscience. Oh, like feelings don't matter, all that kind of stuff or whatever. And like, yeah, sure. There probably isn't like some hardcore like clinical study that backs all this but like it's it, if it works for you then it's true like it really doesn't matter what the research says like research changes like every single day i mean a thousand years ago we knew that the earth was flat a hundred years ago we knew that man couldn't go to the moon or whatever and like all that kind of stuff so like research and the scientific thing like that's i, I always think that is as secondary like it's a great resource to get into and like learn how things work and all that kind of stuff but like there's been so many cases where the research didn't back it, but a certain practice or a certain food hundred percent changed the person and the body. And that like the results really are what matters. The research, you know, that, that, that can be altered, you know, some, 
big pharmaceutical company can pay a research, can pay a university to alter the research statistics and all that kind of stuff. Like what, what works for you is what works. So while you're kind of diving in on that, I went ahead and looked up um, the link between emotions and health just because I was curious. And cool. it says, right, I mean, there's a ton of things. It says <laughs> expressing the affectionate feelings you have towards your partner lowers cholesterol levels. Um, yep. A journal communication research showed that whenever people spent three 20-minute sessions per week writing about their loved ones, their cholesterol count fell within five weeks. Um, it 100%. says Ohio State University, the scientists mm-hmm. there, they did an, uh, a test that says a 30-minute argument with your partner can slow your body's ability to heal for at least a day. Um, yep. It says when couples were asked to talk about an area of disagreement that provoked emotion, the wounds on their body took about 40% longer to heal than those of, of the other control group. Um, it says when you're stressed out, research at Stanford School of Medicine found that short bouts of stress can boost immunity and raise levels of cancer-fighting molecules, and the effects last for weeks. However, the stressful situation, the long-lasting and chronic stress is a different matter. Stress levels, stress leaves you in a fight-or-flight state, which your body turns off long-term building and repair projects. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Right here it says... A long-term study in Michigan looked at women who suppressed their anger in confrontations with their partners and found that they had twice the risk of dying from conditions such as heart attack, stroke, or cancer. Holy shit, dude. There's a lot of – when you're in love, um, the nerve levels of nerve growth factor for about a year, it raises your levels of nerve growth factor. Um, this was from a university of Pavia in Italy. It says nerve growth factor, a hormone-like substance, helps restore the nervous system and improves memory by triggering the growth of new brain cells. It's also associated with feeling, the feeling of being loved up, contented, and inducing a calming effect on the body and the mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. 100%. Jane Fleming from London says that whenever you're depressed, it can link to low levels of serotonin and dopamine. The feel-good neurotransmitters in the brain. I've actually talked about that one before. But she says that pain perception could be the reason why 45% of her patients with depression also suffer aches and pains. Dude, this whole study, I'll send you this link later. There's a, I could go yeah, on forever. Awesome. I'm going to bookmark this real quick. Oh, yeah. There's, there's so much research like backing that like, – like think about it. Your emotions, they, they come from you. Your feelings, they come from you. Like, it's not like some outside source that you're getting a beam down from a UFO. Like, it's coming from inside your body. So why wouldn't it have an effect on your body? Yeah, 100%. No, 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 I agree. I agree. Everything else that produces from your body has an effect. You know, like every other kind of hormone or like, like microbe or cell, like it all has an effect. So why wouldn't emotions? Yeah. It's really crazy how your body works, man. And like... Just like the overall, the grand scheme of things, the grand scheme of things of like, not even just your DNA, but the chemicals that release in your brain whenever doing something like, for instance, um, I think they said that a lot of people that uh, smoke tobacco, uh, the reason mm-hmm. why they do it is because tobacco actually is known to release small levels of dopamine. So the reason why most people feel like they have to smoke is because they've gotten into this habit of releasing those small levels of dopamine at a certain, mm-hmm. at a certain time. So whether they know mm-hmm. it or not, that cigarette or cigar, whatever is actually making them feel a little bit better. Oh, definitely. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's like a huge part. Another, another thing with cigarettes, too, which I don't really sure talked about all that often, but like like cigarettes, it's it, it's a numbing in, inside your body, right? Like it, it numbs your nerves, numbs your senses, so you can just like zone out uh-huh. and, and all that kind of stuff. And like a lot of things that happens with cigarettes when, when like it, when it numbs you is it, it like, it stops all these, it stops all these little neural pathways and, and like receptor sites and all those things from act, from firing as quickly. So when you're stressed out and you smoke a cigarette, your whole body slows down. So it's not just the dopamine production that makes you feel better. It's also the fact that everything that produces stress produces at a lower rate in your body. Interesting. So it's like, it's like they get a little boost, but they also get relief at the same time. But at the same time, it's like you're also putting your body through like a chemical misimbalance, right? Oh, dude, a hundred percent. Well, I mean, like there's a reason why 1300 people every single day die from cigarettes. Uh huh. That's a real statistic. 1300 people every day. Holy uh, Every shit. single day. There's one. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. It's really, really bad. There was this, uh, I, again, sorry, I forget the, the name of the study, but there was this one German scientist and he was trying to figure out what the most destructive like element on the planet is to humans uh-huh. to like try and prevent it from, from affecting us, you know, like preserving humanity, like the human species, that kind of thing. And so he was going through all these different things and he got past radiation and all these like pesticides and chemicals that we know of nowadays. And the only thing left was like, he got to tobacco and he started testing it on cockroaches. And if you know, cockroaches are one of the most durable species on the planet. Like they can literally survive a nuclear bomb. Uh-huh. Like if the explosion doesn't blow them apart, but like the radiation, they can survive radiation. Their body will adapt and they can like even learn to feed and like survive and thrive off the radiation really? from the bomb. Like, like they're an incredible species. Uh-huh. And he, so he did that. They survived all the radiation and he put them on nicotine. They died within two weeks. Really? Yeah, and the reason wow. why is because nicotine kills enzymes. And enzymes, not a lot of people know a lot enough about them. They're way more than just something that your body uses to digest things. Like, they're responsible for every single biochemical function inside your body. Well, there's, the there's an enzyme. Enzymes, right? Like, there's digestive enzymes. Like, yeah. like um, <laughs> my go, my, what is it? It's uh, microalgae enzymes. Yeah, there's protease, there's like there's there's thousands of different kinds of enzymes, but like they're not just good for digestion. Like they're also a catalyst to to every single biochemical function inside your body. Like if there's something that happens biochemically inside you, mm-hmm. it's because the enzyme is is making that happen. Wow. And, and nicotine kills enzymes. And the second that you run out of enzymes is the second you die. So sure, these cockroaches are amazing and they can survive like everything but if all their enzymes are dead there's nothing biochemically happening in their body and it just shuts down and nicotine kills enzymes and that's why it's killing so many people every single day because once you run out of enzymes you're dead yeah it's that good bacteria right exactly yeah huh so let's say someone listening right now is they have a a lot of like a psychological term is um brain elasticity right do you know what that means yeah, I, I've heard of it before. I haven't done a bunch of research into it, but I've heard the term. So you're basically how they judge someone based on like their emotional health to see if they're like a psychopath or whatever, right. whatever. They judge their brain elasticity. And basically what this means is how many times will you make a bad decision, right? 
So right. like whenever yeah. you make a bad decision, do you learn from it the first time or does it take you seven times to make that mistake again to be like, mm-hmm. oh shit, maybe I should probably stop doing this. You know what I mean? Like if yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah. put a, a fork in an outlet and you're like, hmm, that hurt. Well, what if I do it a second time? Like, are you going to do it or hurt? are you going to be like, well, maybe I shouldn't because that really hurt. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. how they judge your brain elasticity. So say right. someone um, that has, uh, that's listening right now. I, don't, I mean, I don't know whether or not they do but say someone out there has a bad problem with basically relapsing into depression where their life gets on track for a little bit and then it just dips right they let their their mind take advantage of them and they start like going back to their old habits whether it be like doing drugs or fucking sleeping until noon or not eating properly um, going to the gym for three weeks and then stopping for a month like things like that what would you suggest as far as mindset goes to help someone kind of get on track because i've in the past i've talked about um, holding yourself accountable to a schedule, right? Because that's something that yep. helped me out a lot is I create mm-hmm. basically a detailed itinerary for what I need to do every hour or like, right. you know, the time that I don't have booked up, I book that mm-hmm. time. So I'm like constantly busy and doing something, something that's productive mm-hmm. at least, you know what I mean? So whether it be yeah, for yeah, me exactly. uh, painting, doing this podcast, um, you know, working on my website, shit like that. Like, what would you suggest for someone that has that, um, that bad history of relapsing into like the a destructive mindset, right? Well, well, first of all, like that that whole creating a schedule thing that's 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 awesome, and it, like it actually works. Not just because like you know structure is great for everyone, but like like when you do something and and you get like a reward after it, and you like it makes you feel good. Continuing that action more and more that starts to create like neural pathways. And your body recognizes that. So it's just, it's just like creating good habits. Like it's, it actually affects you like scientifically, not just, you know, because structure is awesome. So first of all, I just want to say like, that's a really good suggestion. And like anyone out there should, you know, a hundred percent follow that because it's like, it's actually like there's scientific backing behind it. Like there's proof. It's not just some wambi bambi thing. Mm-hmm. So first of all, that's awesome. Second of all, like what I, what I would do is, you know, like I talked about gratitude and unforgiveness and for me, like for mindset, those are the two pillars like that everything should, should, should come from. Like they, it should start with forgiving people and then being grateful for what you got because like, like forgiveness, like there's been, there's been studies that, that show that the, the, the chemicals and the hormones and, and all those kind of things that get produced from having unforgiveness and constantly being bitter. Those are huge, huge indicators for, for people that have cancer, like, like everyone that has cancer, they, they're not everyone, obviously, because there's like, there's the individual factor, but a mass majority of, of cancer victims. If you look in throughout their history, there's always been some, at least one very traumatic event that happened to them Uh that caused a bunch of trauma. And, you know, like if you don't get rid of that, like it's, it's always going to come back. So like, for me, I've found that probably for about like 99% point nine 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 percent of people every single kind of like mental or emotional issue it always comes from unforgiveness and and like everything that just comes with that because just like you were saying about gratitude it's like a snowball effect like when you start feeling grateful you get happy and that makes you act better and it trains your brain waves and your body starts functioning properly and all that kind of stuff and it's just the same thing with like with being bitter and having anger and unforgiveness inside yourself like Mm -hmm. it's the same thing as gratitude it's just the opposite spectrum like your body starts functioning, slowing, slowing down and 
you know, you start producing bad hormones and all your bad bacteria, they fester and they grow inside your, your gut and all that kind of stuff. And so like, like for me, every time I have someone that has depression, they, they get over it for a little while and then they come back to it. That just means that like they didn't get to the root of the problem. They just suppressed it or ignored it or like found one solution that worked temporarily long enough where they could stop thinking about it. And then eventually that wears off and the root comes back up and then you just get depressed again because you didn't deal with like the actual cause of the symptom, not you, you just treated the symptom instead of actually getting rid of the, the cause. Right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So like, so like for me is just any advice I give to everyone who's, who's suffering from any kind of mental illness or like symptom is just like figure out where you can forgive people. And like what, it, like if there's something that you're unhappy about, like change it. And there's this, there's this really great quote that I heard and there's like a big difference between fault and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so like, like if I was, if I was in a, in a domestic d- dispute, like if, if I was growing up and I had a father or an uncle that beat me every day as a kid, like that's not my fault. I was an innocent kid. I didn't do anything to deserve that. And that's horrible. That should never happen to anyone, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm still alive and it's my responsibility to do whatever I can to be happy despite what happened to me. Interesting. Yeah. So like, so it's, it's my uncle's fault that he beat me, but it's my responsibility to get over that and not let that control my life. Mm-hmm. Right. So like every time you let someone get you angry or piss you off or make you feel sad, like you're giving them control over yourself. Like if, if I said something that offended you and that ruined your whole day, you just gave me that day. Yeah. The day that you're living is now mine because I dictated how you're going to feel because of what I said. So back on like, what would you, I mean, yes, there's a difference, you know, you said forgiving other people, but do you think that there's a vast majority of people that are not forgiving themselves for doing something that they did? It's huge. Like there's so many people that that don't love themselves, that that don't think they're awesome. You know, like they hear like you have, you have greatness within you and they're like, yeah, that's bullshit. I'm a piece of crap. Uh Like, like, it all starts with you. And like that, that's why I say that you have to forgive other people because that pra- teaches you and, and helps you learn and develop. And so eventually you can forgive yourself. So do you think because that like, like, what if someone has, and I'm just creating scenarios. I like to typically yeah, yeah. do this. I did this on whenever I did my YouTube channels for a little bit. I like to right. create scenarios of like the odd variable, right? Like so, like, everything. So even like whenever I work at, whenever I go to work or something like that, and the manager is right. like, "Oh, well, this person say blah blah blah," and they want to do role playing, I'll make it like more intrinsic, on purpose, just because like the more situations of something I can think of, the better it helps me kind of explain and even understand it. So what would you say like right. if someone they don't have a problem with people per se, <laughs> but I guess I mean this kind of can follow into the same thing. But anyways, they don't have a problem with people per se, but they have a problem with like for instance, forgiving themselves for how they treated their mother, right? So, like, I had a a part of, it was a friend, and he, um, he used to treat his mom like shit, like bad, like, they used to get in fights all the time, they were always just at each other's necks, and she ended up getting sick, and she died, and she right. never got, he never got to tell her, like, you know, I really loved you. I'm sorry. So, 
in his mind, and I know this happens to a lot of people, people end up blaming themselves for that person's yep. death. Not because mm-hmm. that that was something that they actually were in control of, but because mm-hmm. that they were a dick to that person for so long yeah. that right. they now feel like they were responsible for whatever crazy event, you know what I mean? Or that mm-hmm. they weren't there for that person. So yeah, like, that's everyone's a situation where or they let someone down and they started feeling like shit for it and they just let it eat them up. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that's I, a situation yeah. where someone wouldn't doesn't forgive themselves, right? So what would you say yeah. to something like that, like as far as getting your getting over that? Like how do you tell right. someone to basically like, hey bro, pick yourself up? Right. Okay, so so first of all, you know, like I mentioned before, or like what, what I was getting to is, you know, it everything to do with yourself is like is usually the hardest for people because everything that happened bad poorly in their life, whether they like know it or like have thought about it this way or not, like it's because of them. Uh-huh. Like you have a free will choice. Like every single action decision you ever made that caused something you didn't like, like that's on you. And so that builds a lot of distrust with ourselves and, you know, living a life like that over like 30, 40 years, however, however old you are, that like, that can be super, super deep and really hard to get rid of. So I always start people with like, forgive this person, forgive that person, because that's a lot easier than forgiving yourself because you can make excuses for that person. Like, Oh yeah, they're probably just having a bad day or whatever. But like, you know, that like when you did it, you just knew it was wrong. You did it anyways, or yeah. like whatever it was. So, so I always tell people to start with forgiving everyone else because that's going to, that's going to help you a lot. And you know, you're going to release a ton of crap. You're going to have a really good cry. You're going to feel so much better and it's going to help you. And then after doing that with, with everyone else, you know, it, you're, you're, it's going to be a lot easier for you to forgive yourself if you can forgive some asshole who hurt you in the third grade, you know, and you got over that and then you can, you can forgive yourself now because like you've had a lot of practice with it. Right. Yeah. So, but like the for practical advice for, for dealing with, 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 with that is like just accepting that it happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like with your friend, I'll just keep going with that story. Like he was a dick to his mom. His mom got sick. She died. That is horrible. And like any normal person that would like mess them up forever. 100%. Right. But, but you, you can't, you can't let it and like, you can't change it. So you just got to accept that like, yeah, man, I, I was a dick to my mom and she might've died partly because of, because of me being a dick to her. And like, once you accept it, then you can start moving forward and taking actions to re- re- repay that in, in a way. Yeah. Like, cause if you're just, if you're still in, in like self hatred and you're like, Oh man, I'm a piece of crap. I did this 10 years ago. Like that's on me. I did that. That's horrible. No human being should ever do something like that to another human being. And that's true, but you did it. You can't change it. What are you going to do about it now? And that sounds kind of harsh, but that's but just real. like, that's a dick to his mom. So let him use that to know what it's like to be a dick to someone and change that and better other people's lives. And just never be a dick again. Right. Exactly. Make up for being a dick to his mom. Like use that memory. Use what, do what your mom would have wanted and accept that you were a dick change become better and not be a dick be a better person because you know what it's like to be a bad person yeah so you're talking about using a negative instance and using that almost as fuel right so i guess you could take that you could take that anyway so like i know a lot of people that for instance you know 
they lose their job or they get fired from a job, blah, blah, blah. And, or mm-hmm. like, for instance, um, like a buddy of mine, their parents, uh, she like started a business and I guess her mom's always like down her throat, like, Hey, right. you know, this is a bad idea. You're going broke. You're not going to mm-hmm. be able to support your family, blah, blah, blah. Now granted, like her husband works or whatever, but like her right. mom's always in the back of her throat. So you're saying basically just use that negative energy that, whether it be that it was like a self projection or like outwardly projected and just using that to be like, all right, well, basically I'm just going to put it to you. Right. I'm just going to say, fuck you and watch me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, like not just that, like for yourself, like that's awesome. But like, like specifically, like he's not the only kid that's been an asshole to their parents. Yeah. Right. He's so like, probably just one of the only that, ones and, that and, 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 happened to, sorry, what? As that he was probably just one of the only ones that happened to like have their parents like lose them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so like, like if you can get over that, like if you can get over the guilt and responsibility that that guy is probably feeling for blaming himself for, for like, he probably thinks that he killed his mom. Like if you can get over that, like you can help anyone get over anything. Yeah. Like that's like the worst ever. Like feeling responsible for killing someone you love. Like, dude, like what could be worse than that? Right. Yeah. hundred percent. And so, and so if he can like use that as, and turn it into a positive and use the rest of his life to help other people and like, like, like impact kids and be like, yo, I was like this. My mom died. Don't be like me. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like, it's just, it's all about perspective and like how you see things. That's like a, you can take any, any, any negative and turn it into a positive. On a, on a very, like, I guess kind of off topic. Um, I wanted to add, cause I just remembered it. It's um, a little bit of what you said as well is about like a, the mindset of like, you know, getting people in their healthy mindsets before working them out. Um, or even how you said the mind over matter thing. I was listening to, or I was watching it, the Joe Rogan uh, podcast oh yeah that guy's funny this is the uh very first of october they did sober october it was joe rogan um tom segura and some other comedian and they're basically on there and they have this challenge where they stay sober all month and they get fit and the person that has like the most points which is like i get i guess they were measuring points by like oh yeah is, is that, uh, was that was that bert bert kreischer and uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah i saw that so, one that was good yeah, so you know how whenever Joe was, what did he say? He said, I push myself through my workouts because I just imagine, like, having to use my energy to save someone that's dying. Mm-hmm. That right there is crazy, isn't it? Like, so. Yeah, man. Imagine, like, I mean, because he, what did he say? He said, basically, just put yourself in the situations. Like, are you tired? Like, Bleh, I don't want to work out. Or, like, he's like, are you tired? Like, I can't physically do this anymore or I'm going to die. He's like, yeah. so what, put yourself in the mindset of, like, someone is getting killed in front of you and you're tired as you are right now, do you have enough energy to actually pick yourself up and stop that shit from happening? I think that's a huge uh, play on mindset. It's like you're just working out, whether it be running, lifting, whatever. And you use that kind of energy to push yourself just to, all it is just to work out, just to have a better, you know, better workout, more progression to get stronger But it's all just like the mindset game of everything. So, what do you, what are some of like I guess your thoughts on just like a daily? So obviously you said your pillars of everything is going to be forgiveness and gratitude. Is that just yep. something that you take throughout like your whole entire day? Like no matter 
what kind of day it is. How do you like? How do you wake up? What's your routine? Well, I wake up. Um, I like I spend time with myself, and you know, like I do whatever I need to do to make sure that my mind's in the right place. Like if I didn't get a good sleep, you know, like I'm 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 gonna wake up cranky just like everyone else, right? Yeah. So, so I use my mornings and I do what I need to do to make the rest of my day awesome. So so like for me, I wake up. If I need to, like, I'll go get some fresh air in the backyard, go for a quick walk just to get my mind right. And, you know, like wake up, all that kind of stuff. Like that can be super awesome for your body. Just like going for a walk in the morning when you wake up, let alone like your mindset and just like being positive for the rest of the day. And then, you know, like just th- throughout the rest of the day, like if something happens or like I start to start to feel down or like something pisses me off, I'm just like, I take a second. You know, like usually, usually I take a second, not right away all the time. Sometimes, you know, like. I'll, I'll, I'll let it fester up there for a bit and then yeah. like I'll get back and come back to earth and be like you know what yeah I shouldn't actually be pissed off that was that was really nothing like there's people that have gone through way worse than than what I just went through I can I can do this and then like like literally I'll just like say out out loud to myself like what I'm grateful for and and like before it I'd probably have to do it for like like 20-30 minutes before I started knowing something but now I can do like two or three things and like I actually get happy again Really? So you, you're a big fan of um, affirmation, words of affirmation. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, like, it's not just like, it's not just like happy thinking and like positive thinking. Like it's like your words are a big factor in like affecting yourself and everything else. Because like, well, if, if they we know this, that, you know, everyone learns a different way. Some people learn by visual, some people learn by like, like hearing and then doing some people just learn by just doing, but like the best way, to learn like no matter how you like to learn is just do everything so read listen to it and do it and so like if that works for training your brain to learn something wouldn't it work for training your brain to change absolutely have you seen the um the study of uh dr masura imoto dude i was i was planning on talking about that today that's crazy so i love that study that's so so, good yeah yeah yeah. so basically you, you know the premise of it Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. He studied water molecules and how yep. the effect of people's intentions and their actual spoken word affect and they alter the structure of the water's molecular like yep. uh, composure. Yeah, well, yeah, they, yeah. They, they they went into a lab. They got a bunch of samples of water. They labeled it with nice positive words like love, happiness, and they took another batch and they labeled it with like your piece of crap and like hate and all those kind of things. And they had people like speak positively to one batch. And negatively to another batch and then they froze it and they looked at like the ice crystals like on a, on a molecular level and like the ones that were spoken to happy and like had these 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 positive words on it they looked like pristine like something you'd see in like a frozen movie or something uh-huh. and, and then they went to the other batch and it was all muddy and gross and brown and like the crystals they had no structure to them they were all like like missing mi- like like deformed disoriented uh, right yeah exactly and uh and like once i saw that i was like Dude, a lot of things in a perspective, huh? A bottle of water? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and change the, the the molecular structure of water? Imagine seventy percent water. Exactly, exactly. So, like, if you can do that to something externally, like a bottle of water on a desk, imagine how your thoughts and your words can affect your organs and your blood and like everything that's in you. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's honestly my that's my biggest premise. Whenever people are like. Um, whenever people like, whenever you do something wrong, 
A hmm. lot of people have a habit of saying, oh, I'm stupid or, man, I'm ugly. Like, whenever they're getting ready, like, uh, my girlfriend has a, a lot, huge um, habit of, like, I mean, it's, it's she says it jokingly and she <laughs> disagrees with me. She's like, there's no underlying effect. It's not that serious. I'm like, no, it's really serious. Like, whenever <laughs> you call yourself ugly when you get ready for work just because you don't like how you look that day or whenever you say you're stupid because so, you got a low grade on a test, like, it affects you. Like, it really does. Oh, 100%. Well, like, this is something that I like to do with, with all my female clients, or like my female friends, or like anyone like that. I'm like, if you if you took someone and you and you gave them a list of everything that you say about yourself every time you see yourself in the mirror and they said that to you on a daily basis, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to beat the crap out of that person or they're going to be thrown in jail for defamation of character and, and like disturbing your peace. And like they're going to be criminally charged for being an asshole. <laughs> and that right like that just like puts me in perspective like let's try to think about it it's like oh yeah i guess i do say that i'm stupid every day or yeah i don't call myself beautiful like ever yeah L- I like, it, like i think it plays a huge role on confidence too like 100 percent what people think that they're like capable of oh definitely dude 100 percent. well i mean like like so many people care way too much about other people's opinions about themselves and they don't even have a good opinion about themselves in the first place yeah exactly like like some asshole at work can say oh nice jugs girl and then she gets all offended but like she doesn't even think that her breasts are pretty in the first place yeah i guess that's one way to put it i mean yeah i mean that's probably not the best example but like like you you get what i'm trying to say like people no, way I mean, too much about what other people think and they don't put nearly enough emphasis emphasis on what they think i think a lot of it comes down to like um and i'm gonna get like real psychological here is um a lot of your character traits the things that you like uh the colors that you like the tastes that you like the smells that you favor these all come from it, it starts at five months in the womb in the yep. womb is that last like six months is whenever you actually make your um, like where your character traits come from, the things that you like because of what your mother's ingesting. And then <laughs> the first five years of your life is where you get majority of your morals from. So the rest of your lives all the way up until your prefrontal cortex develops, that's where you're how you act because <laughs> of what your environment is. You know what I mean? So I think that a lot of people depending on you know how they were raised and depending on what their environment was whenever they were a kid, a lot of people don't really think that they're capable of greatness. A lot of people think that, oh, well, my mom was this, my dad was this, so I'm destined to follow that path. So yep. they like program their minds that they have to be that way. And then because that's all that they think about, and whether it be like, I'm not going to do this because despite my mom, or I'm only going to do this because that's all I saw my mom do. Um, <laughs> I think that programs people to be exactly that thing you know what i mean it's like one or the other some people will use it to drive themselves to like be better but i think a lot of people actually end up becoming the thing that they hate despite like because they they try so hard to not be that thing that they end up becoming it because they're in the back of their head they're just like oh if i don't do this i'm gonna become an alcoholic like my mother you know what i mean Yep, 100 percent. well like what you focus on is what you put your attention to, that's what you manifest and attract in your life. Yeah, but absolutely, absolutely. I don't think people really believe... Like, like with your girlfriend, whether she says it jokingly or not, like, 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 for example, your subconscious mind, 
it can't tell the difference between whether you're watching a horror movie and watching someone get hacked to death or whether you see it in real life. Yeah. So, so like either way, whether you're watching a movie or you're seeing it in real life, like that's still having a huge effect on your psyche. And so it's just the same thing. Like your, like your subconscious mind, your cells, your body, it can't tell the difference between whether you're saying I'm ugly in a sarcastic tone or saying I'm ugly in a very serious tone. Do you think so music has the exact same effect? Do you think music has an effect on that as well? Like your subconscious mind? It's, it's really funny you ask that because I was just, just remembering um, another study that, that I read a while ago. Um, and these scientists, they, they took, they took two, two separate mice. They, they impregnated both of them. And the whole time that these baby mice were growing inside the mother's womb, they had two separate boxes. One box, they played Mozart 24-7. Another box, they played heavy metal music. Now, um, whether you think that that's just because heavy metal music is a lot louder and more violent sounds or whatever, or what, what have you, like either way, it, it had an effect. So what your heavy metal music preference is, I honestly, doesn't matter. They, they, the box uh, that was playing heavy metal music, these babies were drastically, drastically way more unhealthy than, than the box of babies that was, that was being played Mozart in their mother. And the only difference between them was the music that was being played. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I think, like, I mean, it really affected these mice listening to the heavy metal music and listening to the Mozart. That's very interesting. That's very hmm. interesting. Hmm. Now think about, I mean, like majority of people that, you know, the pop culture, hip hop is like the number one genre in yeah, the majority of the world. Guns and, so, I mean, yeah, with that thing is, you know, with hip hop, they flash jewelry, drugs, uh, bitches, you know, mm -hmm. do you think that that even if people don't like the music, if they just listen to the radio and have it as background music, do you think that affects people's perspective? A hundred percent. All day long. How so? Well, it's just the same thing with like with the whole thing that's going on with like violence in video games and violence in movies. Like, like well, we we already established that words have power, and whether you're speaking the words yourself or listening to them, like that's going to affect you. So if you're listening to songs all day that's talking about like dicking down your girl and busting a cap in some guy's ass, and like <laughs> put, like a, a thousand pounds of coke, I'm I'm not I'm not the the most up and up on the hip hop culture. My apologies if I'm butchering what, whatever's going on. But like, like if you're listening to that all day long, that's going to be what you're thinking about. And it's going to be like what you're, what you're thinking about is going to start to affect your, the other areas of your life. Now, I noticed whenever you said in the morning when you wake up, you go and take a walk. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just kind of recapping on things like as a conversation, uh, things that I've been thinking about that we, I didn't necessarily ask. But um, do you get on your phone when you first wake up? Um, I, I do like, not like not right when I first wake up, I usually like to give myself like five, 10 minutes of just like opening my eyes and like enjoying the sunshine and that kind of stuff before I get up and check my phone. But like, I usually do just for business purposes or like if a friend texts me or needs me or something like that, like just like a quick check to see what's going on, make sure the world's not on fire. And then not really. I usually do social media a little later, like after, after I get myself situated and stuff. What do you think the effects of starting your day with social media is? Because I have a bad habit of like all the notifications on my phone. Right. Up and I'll be like, oh shit, what's all this? And like, right. I have like short term, like it's almost like an information overload where 
Mm-hmm. I, I wake up to like a bunch of emails, a bunch of fucking texts, missed calls, yeah. and a bunch of notifications on social media, right? And so yeah. I'm trying to go through these things, and then like I go to see who are the five people that just followed me this morning. And I open Instagram, but instead of going to my notifications, I I get myself caught up in like what the fuck people are posting. None of it's important. Do you think it has an effect? That's the whole thing that Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all these things, like they're designed to distract people and keep them on there as long as possible. Like that's the whole premise of why they're there Uh is to keep eyes on the platform, right? So like, that's that's kind of a tricky answer like if it's just social media alone i guess it's a yes and no because like for example if there's someone that follows a bunch of like motivational accounts on instagram and all they're seeing is like super happy like speeches and like little pictures with awesome quotes on them and like like et and gary v popping up on their screen all the time and like making them feel good like that's not necessarily a bad thing up to a point. Like if, if you're addicted to it, then obviously no matter what you're watching, like addiction is bad period. Yeah. And then like, if you're following a bunch of pages, like with guns and like, like that whole thing that was happening last year where that guy that was posting all those um, like ab- abusive animal videos, like all these people torturing dogs and stuff that was going around, like went yeah, viral. That dude, I fucking hate seeing that shit on Facebook. Oh, dude, that, that made me so pissed off. Dude, I get off. I get off Facebook like right away. Like whenever I see like I can't stand people that want to feel remorse for these people. You know what I mean? Like it's not mm. that I can't stand it. It's just I hate the fact that like people will share a video of a babysitter beating the shit out of like a one year old and then title it. Oh, my gosh. I hate people like this. And why the fuck do you share the video? You know what I'm exactly. saying? So, like, 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 like you don't really you don't like you don't really. You probably don't like it, but you don't really hate it because otherwise you just want to get away from it. You just want the attention and you want to share it and, you know, start a conversation, that kind of thing. So like, but yeah, like to answer your question with Instagram or like social media, I, I think a big part of like what you're seeing plays a factor into whether it's like going to be super detrimental or really beneficial to you. But like, like aside from the social media thing, like just your phone and electronics in general, like that's not good to check it super early in the morning or like at all really. But I mean, you got to do it because like everyone's on their phone all day long and you got to run your business and talk to your mom and all that kind of stuff. So like it's, it's an, it's a necessity in today's world, but like they all, they all produce EMF radio waves and like, that's not good for your brain at all. Like at all. I mean, that's why there's like safes you can buy to put in your bed, to put your phone there and like, and your electronics. So you're not getting radiated all night long when you sleep. I was going like to ask you about that, too, because I actually keep my phone on my bed next to me. And I was going to wonder if, like, the health effects of that. Oh, dude, they're massive. I mean, like, there's a reason why there's, like, whole groups and organizations of people that go around to all these cell towers and, like, spend five weeks digging it all up and putting all these EMF blockers there. Like, I'm like I'm sure, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that, like, oh, yeah, they're just crazy putting tinfoil on their heads and stuff, but, like, Like, there's a reason why people sleep better when they don't have their phone and their computer and their laptop and their smartwatch beside their bed all night long. Like, like you can test it yourself if you don't believe me. And like, that's totally justified. You know, like I, I'm, I'm one of those types of people that I like to see results before I believe something anyway. So that's totally cool. Uh Take three nights. You know, uh, you, your Twitter isn't going to die if you're not on there (laughs) in the morning for three nights. You're cool. Just take your phone, take your tablet, whatever electronic device you have, just put it in another room. I guarantee you by the third night, if not the first night, you're going to you're going to notice a drastic difference in how well you sleep. Wow. 
Yeah, like there's been so many people where they're like, oh man, I can't train today because I'm tired because I woke up four times last night because I, I didn't know why I woke up, but I woke up and I didn't get my rim sleep and I'm exhausted and I can't do it and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, dude, like there's a reason why you're waking up. Like if there's something bad or like happening, there's a reason for it. It's not just happening for no reason. Like stuff just doesn't happen because it just happens, right? Like there's yeah. always whatever it is, good or bad. So like, and you, so you can fix it. And so I, I, I tell them all, I'm like, okay, well, like it could be a lot of things. You could be going through a detox at night because your organs are firing way too fast at night because they can't do it during the day because you're hyperactive or like those other things. And, but usually whether it's like they're having any kind of thing or not, like taking your phone and electronics out of your room, it's going to drastically help whether that was the main cause or just like, or like an adding factor to why it's so shitty. I'm about to go get one of those old ass alarm clocks and just leave my phone in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Like like me, for example, like, like I'll have my phone in my room, but I don't put it anywhere near my bed. Just so like, if someone's calling me like an emergency, I can hear it and it's going to wake me up if I need to. But like, but yeah, man, like it's, it's, it's real big. How, how much electronics affect us. That's crazy. Well, man, this is probably the longest podcast episode I've ever put out. We've been talking for like an hour and 30 minutes. Time flies when you're having fun, man. Yeah, for real. This is crazy. I'm going to start doing these features more often. Hmm. So I think I'm going to go ahead and call it call it a wrap. What are the let's, – let's give the listeners um, three tips. What, what are your three tips to having a healthy mindset? Three tips. Okay. Well, the, the, the two, my two pillars, that's, that's one tip. I'll, I'll throw that in there as one. So gratitude and forgiveness, those are huge. Another one is, you know, just improving your diet and properly being hydrated has a huge effect on your mind. Like it's astronomical how being healthy affects your brain. So that's two. And three, like, like I'm going to steal one from you. Having structure and, you know, having a daily schedule, that is super positive for people. So whether it's like, you know, like not going on your phone for the first five minutes when you wake up or going for a walk or like just opening up your, your shades or like waking up five minutes earlier or just like something that you can do every day that's going to positively benefit you. It's You're going to get the positive benefit, but you're also going to get those neural pathways. They're going to start work working and being created in your brain. That's going to give it more options to better itself when it's under stress. And that's huge. 100%. It's great. I'm with it. I dig with it. I guess awesome. my three tips are definitely going to be health and physical activity is a huge uh, play on mindset. Cause I honestly feel like whenever like I work out and I stay pretty consistent, like throughout the week and I, you know, have my two hour workouts, whatever, I think I get more creative on things. Like I, like my creative process is huge. Oh hell yeah, man. I like, I have my most, my greatest ideas come to me after I just finished a super intense workout all the yeah, time. I mean, it's, it's good. It's good. So it's that, um, secondly, um, this is something that I've been studying a lot is, uh, your, your gut bacteria. Oh man. Balancing that out. Oh, that's like, so bad, but I just got caught up, but we'll have to do it on another time. But gut bacteria is huge. Yeah. I want to, I mean, I, I can, I, I encourage everyone to go and get some type of probiotics in your body, whether it be kombucha or like an actual uh, probiotic pill that you take. Just, I typically take mine for stress just because I do have a lot of anxiety. But yeah. 
honestly, I notice a huge difference in my personality and like how I think, just like the shit that bothers me whenever yeah. I'm not taking my probiotics. Um, so I would say physical and um, physical, some kind of physical activity and dietation, dietation, um, balancing out your GI tract, the bacteria in your GI tract, and definitely sleep. I think. Oh yeah. Undersleeping and oversleeping are terrible for you. So oh, I think if you could find a huge balance between the right amount of sleep you're supposed to get during the day and then waking up and not going back to sleep until yep. you absolutely have to, I think that's going to play a huge, huge key on people's um, mindset. 100%. Well, I mean, like, fresh. That, that does more damage to your body than, than being intoxicated. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Like, like the stress that happens on your body when you didn't get enough sleep and that's being asked to do things, like, for a whole day. It's way worse than being hammered. That's interesting. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. I know, man. Like, with a surprise. It just makes such a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Justin. Well, I appreciate it. If you want, you can uh, tell the viewers, I don't know, do you have any news, anything that's happening in your life? Any uh, things that you want to shout out? Any uh, social pages? Right. Whatever, whatever. This is the time to do so. So go ahead and do that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm, like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, I'm still new to this whole thing. I'm just going into business for myself and starting my own company and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm still building. It's not completely done yet, but I'll have my website all up soon. I'm going to start blogging and putting out a bunch of content for you guys. Um, so none of that's really ready, but um, I have an Instagram page. If you want to follow me there, you can check that out and that'll keep you informed when something new pops up or whatever. So that's just uh, justin.oliver. Um, that's my username on Instagram, Justin with a Y J U S T Y N dot Oliver O L I V E R. And, uh, and yeah, you can connect with me through there. Shoot me a DM. Let me know you found me from the podcast and I'll for sure, you know, help you out any way I can, you know, just for Darius. Cause he's an awesome guy and, you know, I'm sure you're all awesome people. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I don't really got much going on besides that. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. All right. So that's the end of the show. Justin, I'll be in contact with you here shortly with the links to share this episode with your people. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Cool. Have a good day, everyone.